Hello and welcome to the Edinburgh Football Podcast, the podcast specialising in Edinburgh football. From Hearts, Hibs, Edinburgh City, Civil Service Strollers, Edinburgh Uni and Spartans. Alongside me, as ever this season, is Callum. Callum, how are we doing? Final podcast. Final podcast. Emotional. I am. I'm a little bit emotional. Yeah, final podcast of the season. It's going to be. It's going to be a hard one to get through. But I'm also buzzing because this time next week I will be in Magaluf for one of the boys' stag do's. And you don't have to see me. Um, <laughs> man, I don't even know if I'll be able to see anything this time <laughs> next week. So, yes, absolutely, one hundred percent buzzing for this. Yeah. Uh, Calm tonight's running order. Sorry, mate. How are you? That's rude. Oh, I'm fine, thank you. Really I'm fine. Good, good. Uh, tonight's running order will be Hearts' review of their uh, Scottish Cup uh, defeat on Saturday. A season review. We'll touch base on each of our teams, the six sides. We'll speak through our memories of the season with those sides and, and a general uh, review of their seasons. And then we'll go on to our team of the year chat, our own, and also look ahead to. The popularity contest. The absolute popularity contest <laughs> that it will, it will become. So, yeah, but no, no, we can put our own out. And Before we go specifically to Hearts, Callum, on our first matter of the agenda, I think it's worth saying how much we enjoyed last week's preview of the Scottish Cup final with the, uh, the four boys. Honestly, one of one of the best podcasts I think we've done. I still, that story that details about Gary Glenn and... Just all the Deke stories. Yeah, to well, to be fair, whenever Deke spoke, um, <laughs> just in that... That deep voice of his, that was a. Uh, I was aroused, but uh, it, was a, it was a fantastic podcast, a great laugh. And, you know, if if uh, Hearts make a final again next year, we'll be sure. Well, actually, I'm sure we'll have people banging down our door to try and get on it. I think so. Well, speaking of finals, Callum, it was the, the showdown of the, the Scottish footballing season. Uh, well, apart from our championship playoff. But was obviously a Scottish Cup final on Saturday. Uh, Hearts uh, competed well, Callum. Um, yeah. I, well, the, the the starting lineup wasn't what we predicted. Certainly, oh, no, uh, I... a few changes in there, but um, competed. If they maybe had, I think, a Stephen Naismith playing someone that could just do something a little bit different, that yeah. little bit of quality top end of the park. Who knows what would have happened? But something I think we were speaking about, Callum, was was the support, a real feeling of support for the team after that game and during the game, obviously. And you know what? It's funny. Had that maybe performance or that support been there for maybe a bit longer, who knows maybe where the season might have No, I think I mean like the support's always been there, but you know, fans if they're not seeing it on the park, you know, after after a certain amount of time, you know, we'll just turn out turn up, sorry, out of you know, being on autopilot. So but I think that after the game, there was a real sort of coming together, the, the players, the fans, and, you know, it's one of those where Hearts fans can look at that performance and go, you know, if we can perform like that without so many starters there, then, you know, maybe maybe we can kick on and have, have a better season next year, you know, I mean, when that starting lineups releasing, you've got Aaron Hickey at left back, who you know absolute standout. Yeah, fantastic. really, really good. But really good. I was I was worried um, mm-hmm. when I saw the lineup. I thought, well, it shows how much we know because mm. absolutely we had six or seven nailed on starters and none of them. Uh, well, I think we, I think we had <laughs> yeah, three or four, uh, and you know sprung a few surprises. I thought Captain Jack was brilliant in the middle of the park. 
but you know you're talking about if Stephen Naismith could have done a wee half hour I mean if Uchi had been fit enough maybe mm. for a half hour he just would have caused the Celtic back line so much more problems being able to hold the ball up but threw him on when Hearts were chasing the game and I don't think that's yeah. the type of type of game that he can come into and do well in I think the, the performance that Hart, Hearts put in was good um, they competed well uh, everything they said they had to do yeah. Uh, they they done, um, I think looking ahead to next season, that that is that is. I try to watch what I see here because I was impressed with Hearts and they do deserve a lot of praise. But that should be the minimum. If yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. That, that, um, they're given the all for the jersey. There's only one I thing. Mean, there's only one regardless, thing. regardless of game or football team, whether it's uh, you know, running the mill league game, Scottish Cup final. The bare minimum that every single footballer should Correct. be putting in is a hundred percent. It's hundred and ten percent. It's the only. It's the actual only. Ga- yeah. An old coach used. To, an old coach used to have. Always used to say, "There's only one guarantee in football, and that's that you give your absolute all. It's the yeah. only thing you can guarantee on the pitch. You can't guarantee you're gonna find feet with every pass, or you're gonna convert every chance that you get. Yeah, but like, there's one thing you guarantee is you try I mean, hard. But I'm absolutely brutal at facts, <laughs> but I will keep trying. Yeah. You exactly. know, whereas. Um, and I think that that's just that should just be the bare minimum. Yeah. So, I'm just saying that that that's the minimum. They do need to add quality top end of the park. So hopefully they can secure Stephen Naismith and then yeah. one or two more. But um, I think it's worth saying. Yeah, Edwards. I was really impressed with. Uh, he keys the one. Miss proper name. Uh, Sparrow Thank was you. good, but also like you say, the young lad Hickey. I think he tired towards the end. I think it's if they had expected. if they had another left back on the on. Or maybe I've risked another left back there, but I know it's difficult when you're chasing the game. To Could have put Sean Clare there, you know what I mean? He has played, played, played right, right back, back before, but um, yeah, the young lad, that's a real bright future. And hopefully, Hearts can find their version of Louis Stevenson, someone yeah, that's going to be. A little bit of consistency at left back. Correct. I mean, the big talking points out of the game, you know, don't want to spend too much time uh, because obviously it wasn't. You've all wasn't, seen it. wasn't a great result. Everyone, seen everyone's it. seen it. Um, in real time, I thought I thought penalty. I thought soft. I thought that um, Edward had gone down easily, but I thought you know that penalty. You see the angle from behind the goals. Hundred percent, it's not a penalty. But why? Why has Lamo come out like that? Yeah. Uh, when I first seen it, like yourself, straight away Stonewaller. That's I, I called it st- Stonewaller straight away, um, because there wasn't contact in the ball. When you see it, you yeah. think there's no contact in the ball. Second, every replay you see it, as a goalkeeper, why has he gone in with his feet? Yeah, that, I mean, that, that, that is the question. And, and actually, no one has really mentioned this, really. You look at all the social media, it's all been about the fact that it was a dive yeah. or Zlamov's hesitated. Just go with your hands. Or just stop. You know, he's come out, he's narrowed the angle, he could have just stopped. Because Embera's coming around yeah. anyway, and then just back back into your goals. going nowhere. Yeah. You know, he's not, and like, it's so frustrating watching it going, oh, come see, on. Because even, even, even if he goes with his hands and Edward starts to go down, he can swipe his hands yeah, away. I know, but. It, and how many times have you seen that, Callum? Yeah. That a goalie comes, realises he's not getting there, puts so his hands away, Edward goes down, but because he goes with his feet, he, can't he makes it away. very easy for Willie Collum. Yeah, and like, I'm not a huge fan of Willie Collum, but I think with his angle, then, you know, with his angle of of the incident, hundred percent a penalty. Yeah, agreed. Um, the second goal, criminal. It's Absolutely you know I actually criminal. think Crystal Bear does really well initially. 
I think he comes out, he wins the ball um, in front of Edward, but I mean, Edward just walks away from him. He doesn't. Doesn't run, that we doesn't doesn't break not better's like watching the ball. He's taking his eyes off Edward. Edward just walks away and then I mean I'm not gonna lie, I thought he was offside mm. when the ball was originally played through because I thought surely mm. he's offside. I mean he's got in that much space he must be offside. Yeah. Take nothing away from the finish. Yeah, but good finish, yeah. Berra had been I thought he'd been brilliant for large parts of the game. Makes a great is it, he made that great block in the first half, I think, is that right? You know, there was a, like, I, think, I think there was three corners in a row where one of he was one. he was yeah. the first one and it was yeah. just you know, a typical Christoph Berra performance and then all of a sudden he just won like one second lapse of concentration, Edwards and guy worth nine million does not need a yeah. second chance. It, it really is it's come the game has come down to, to two moments, two lacks of concentration. Two, two sort of well a rush of blood to the head and yeah. eye off the ball from there. It's funny, and actually going back to the penalty, Callum. Sorry, was uh, I think I'm going to say I think I'm messages saying before the penalty was taken, Slamel's head had gone. Oh, he I was see, he was away with. He'd gone. He was raging about the penalty. He kept going and going and going and shouting and shouting. And shouting. He was That's, eventually booked. Yeah. And I'll tell you right now, I honestly think that he was still head. His head was a loss when the penalty was taken because he's he got to save that. that. Yeah. No, he's he got to that. save I mean, that. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that uh, the the occasion has got him, and you know he knows the magnitude of of the game. He knows how big it is, and he's just like, right here we go. I need to I need to perform here, and he's just taking his eye off the ball. And mm. yeah, it's... well, we'll move on to our season reviews, Cal. It's uh, Hearts. We start with yeah, um, yeah, come on, unsuccessful. Pass mark, stroke, pro- progressive, or successful. I think. I think, in all honesty, it has to be an like it's an unsuccessful season. If you if you're sitting there as a Hearts fan and sixth in the league, League Cup semi final, uh, final of the Scottish Cup. Now, fair enough. Yeah, two good cup runs, but unfortunately, didn't win anything. Mm-hmm. And you know, sixth in the league. That's that's not. Not a successful season. That a hundred percent is unsuccessful. Um, yeah, injuries played a part, but we've been in, over injuries far too many times on the podcast. Uh, I think that it's something that yeah, it hurts every team. It was ridiculous the amount of injuries the key players' hearts got. But you know the the collapse sort of mid season, and then towards the end of the season was just frightening. And then you've got. I mean the start that they had with the run to you know what first 10 games 24 points absolutely brilliant and you're thinking what season it's going to be for Hearts now 100% it's unsuccessful and you know there's no other way of looking at it I think the the way to probably determine a successful season for Hibs and Hearts is do you win a cup or do you get into Europe Yeah, and Hearts haven't really done either, or haven't done either. So in that instance, I agree with you, Calum. I, I don't think you can even class it as pass marks. I think no. maybe a maybe a fourth place finish if they'd maybe just missed out yeah. because they didn't qualify through the Scottish Cup, you yeah. know, for Europe. Perhaps you can maybe deem that as a pass marks. But to finish sixth, eh, no cup, no Europe. Eh, that's that's unsuccessful. But moments of the season count. I think if we do sort of two, I think you've got to probably say the away win at Easter Road. Yeah, I mean, that's like, in. for for the supporters, you know, beating beating Hibs Easter Road first time in a few years, hundred percent. That is that is up there, uh, and you know it came at a time where 
the Hearts weren't playing well. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't like a, a stick on, you know, a Hearts team and you know, Ollie Lee, we've given him a lot of stick on, on the podcast and to be fair, I, th- I feel like it's deserved, but he, you know, one swing of his left boot and that's it, you know, and it was just, uh, you know, made him a legend. Uh, but I think, yeah. Yeah, definitely. One, one of, like, you're looking at other results, you know, the Scottish Cup run would have been brilliant, the, the build-up to having the League Cup semi at Murrayfield, yeah. you know, just when it's like, oh, you know, managing to get Celtic through here, what a chance, you know, Naismith's on fire, you know, a great start in the league, really, really good chance of doing something. Yeah. Naismith hobbled off after, you know, a few minutes and it all mm. just became the Ryan Christie show after that. But, mm. uh, I suppose it, the other big moment, Carl, if you look at matches, the two matches, we're going to do sort of two matches for either side, aren't we? Or for all our sides, probably two matches, really, on the main. Well, just sort of like big, big wins in the season. Probably the, the Celtic one early doors, Carl, with it. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those that really solidified at the time Correct. that Hearts had it in them to challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, just out of nowhere, they, they were the better team, you know, guys all over the park but then you know the match winner that day that's that's where I think heart season crumbled because yeah they got a few hundred thousand for Lafferty but nowhere near enough eh, mm. to replace him and then I mean that really showcased Uche's talent he absolutely ragdolled the Celtic back line it was just it was just brilliant really to see um, him not take any nonsense and you know yeah, fantastic start. Hearts went on, you know, there was seven seven wins in a row after that. Just unbelievable um run. So yeah, I think sort of two wins, the the league uh, sorry, the Scottish Cup semi over Yeah. Over uh, Inverness and then also because I mean it was so commanding the first half had been really poor, you can like sitting there and nerves are starting to build. But then all of a sudden the second second yeah, half yeah. is fantastic. Get the early goal and just coast through. But the Well exactly. Yeah, the Yeah, no, it's been it's been an up and down, up and down season. Yeah. You know, the Hibs Cal, I suppose two two big games for them. If we're to pick two, it probably has to be first of all that away win at Tyne Castle which had been a, a long time waiting yeah I think what uh, 2013 yeah so six years it was like Hearts were what, five years I think it was 2014 the last time they won at Easter Roads and you know, it had been a while since Hibs had won at Tyne Castle go 1-0 down hadn't really shown much in the game and then to to come storming back you know Daryl Horgan Easily his best game for Hibs. Yeah. Um, showed up in the big game and, you know, fantastic winner. That, you know, we talked about Ollie Lee's finish. You are looking at that finish from Daryl Horgan and it's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I think uh, this this result came out of nowhere. Was the, another big result at the time was, was the, the win over Celtic at uh, Easter Road in December there, Callum. The, the, the early goal and then the the goal later on from Canberry. Um, I lost. I lost both my car keys and house keys. 
at uh, <laughs> at the Slavka goal. Uh, Got them back, but they were about four rows in front of me. Uh, but the uh, yeah, that 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 came at a time when when Hibs were starting. Hibs were to... awful. Yeah, you know yeah. that was that was. I mean, not a fan of Neil Lennon, but he pulled something out of the bag there. Mm. Just ridiculous for for Hibs to have gone. You know, I mean, that was in the midst of, you know, throwing away a two goal lead at home to Dundee, going mm. through to Kilmarnock and getting hosed three 0 Yeah. Realistically, it could have been anything. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I think Celtic in Europe played its part that day, but it was, you know, an unexpected, unexpected three points and really, really helped Hibs. Another re- the season. Another result that game that I. That I Witnessed myself was was the first moment I thought you know what I'm liking Heckenbottom and that was the away game up on that Friday up against Dundee Cal we were, we were there and we just thought the team just looked had that buzz about them again Notley yeah. looked, looked so sharp Malin chipped him with with a with a great goal that night itself I know Hibs haven't had many great games this season but that well, was one mean, that well, I had to go of satisfaction the, from the season started fantastically uh, Europe. Um, That's true. The the asterisk game, yeah, two 0 down, come back to win three two, and you know go over there. John McGinn scores. Mm. You know, what season he's had? Um, mm. I'm not one of these Hibs fans that is getting on board this Aston Villa hype train. You know, <laughs> I'm I'm glad to see he's doing well, but I, you know, people going down to like Villa Park and all of a sudden like Aston Villa Hibs supporters club and like. Come on, eh? <laughs> That's just a bit tragic. But I mean, going going back, is it a successful season for Hibs? No. No. Unsuccessful. Um, as well, a whole, I'd probably say, sorry, Cal, as a whole, unsuccessful but progressive under Heckenbottom. Look, Heckenbottom's come in and done well, but I mean, the last, well, it's five games without mm, a win. That's true. There's three defeats in a row and mm. three very soft defeats in a row. So True. as as much as yeah, I think he came in, steadied the ship fantastically, um, went on ten eleven game unbeaten run and really propelled Tibbs into the top top six. I mean both both the big Edinburgh clubs had bad seasons. It's uh, you know, Hibbs quarterfinals of both cups and mm. just not good enough. Uh, in all honesty because fifth place realistically Hibs and Hearts the budgets that they've got should be pushing for Europe you know I don't think that for all the plaudits certain teams got they are anywhere they are like that much better mm. than you know 10, 10 12 points better than Hibs and Hearts and mm. you know so if we were to yeah so before we move on to the rest of the clubs two the two the two big Edinburgh sides Callum do you expect massive changes at Hearts? Do you expect lots of lots well, of people coming and going, or do you just think <clears throat> he's going to hope that they get Naismith and just hope they can, can keep, Levine, keep their first 11 fit? Levine has come out and said that four players, he's, he's, he's th- he thinks that they're four players away from um, having a right good season. And, you know, look, I fully fit Stephen Naismith would do wonders for Hearts. A couple of boys in and around the squad. I think, look, I think Anan Hickey had a great game. Do I think that you want to? I mean, it's it's look a sixteen year old in at left back every single week. Mm. You know, going up against 
some some. I think it's too early. I th- I mean personally, I think that he should be in and around the squad, and I think he should be looking at about ten, fifteen appearances. Whether they're all starts, I'm not sure. But you know, Hamilton's your Aberdeen's just gonna kick lumps at him. You know, and mm-hmm. I like it's it's we not see, worth we, it. We see he tired but, in the last yeah, half hour. I mean, that's, that's, but you know, be that that that's a one. That's what what yeah, I mean is so, if you're doing week in week out, yeah, week in so week I out. Think, Sixteen. I think he should definitely be in and around the squad Agreed. and used sparingly. Uh, guys that are there to step up, Harry Cochrane, Anthony McDonald to come back, you know, mm. Cal Morrison returning from injury. So yeah. uh, Keena as well, it'll be interesting to see what he's like with uh, running the team. But yeah, I think maybe left back, uh, someone in centre mid, Doom, is he staying, is he going? But yeah, I think uh, someone in beside Peter Herring, who is a wee bit more creative. Uh, Goals than, to midfield as well will be nice and yeah. harsh, isn't it? They don't, they don't score many. Um, okay, but Hibs, I'm ex- well, there has to be massive, Hibs, massive recruitment. Hibs, I think, will bring in about eight or nine. Uh, whether, yeah. I think, I think one of the main targets is Mark McNulty. Would be he would be brilliant if if Hibs could get him back. But looking at it, there's a lot of bodies in there that needs that need replaced. And you know, Heckenbottom has come out and said that he wants players in. As early as possible, I think pre-season is the twentieth of June. Mm-hmm. So I think on that note, though, Cam, you, you want McNulty in, but McNulty cannot play up front himself. He needs to be. No, but I think um, Heckenbottom has come out and said that it will be a much changed Hibs team next year. Mm-hmm. I think that he will, he will have. He's wanting athletes really. Um, so we'll we'll have to see what happens. I think that he will keep with uh, the majority of the back four. They've not they've not really let him down. So I mean, if Paul Hanlon could get back to the form he was showing from last year, that would be mm. fantastic. I think there was a few times, well, more than a few times this year, where he looked very unfit. Very actually, just not back to his, just not as quite himself. Yeah, so uh, the bet Fred draws were done for Hibs and Hearts. I would expect both to come through with maximum points. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. agreed. So I mean, no no disrespect to the other teams, but yeah. I the groups are favourable, aren't they? Yeah. As long as, as long as uh, everyone's registered in time, then <laughs> I would expect you know maximum points okay. from from our two, our big two, shall we say? Yeah. Ember City come season review. I think yeah. in the the cold, you know, not cold day, but when you look away now that the playoffs have gone, you sit back. We said that at the time. You look at it. You got to a, a cup semi final. You finished third in the league. You got into the playoffs. The season, successful. Oh, an outstanding season. You know, realistically, you look at it and, you know, one of the drafts that you've done for your team of the year that we'll go on to speak about, and you had seven City players in it. So, <laughs> you know, that, that speaks volumes. The The season they've had has been fantastic. There's no, no getting away from that. Yeah, did it end disappointing? Yeah, it did. But I think that's just because the, the belief and the expectation that was put upon them mm-hmm. from that unbelievable start I think you called it the juggernaut didn't you yeah I mean well it was you know I mean every single week we had you know Hearts started uh, in that poor run Hibs weren't playing well Spartans couldn't buy a win Mm. Uh, there was Civil were a wee bit up and and down down. the uni were I mean we'll go on to speak about some of their results but every single week the banker was well sorry we're 100% going to have a win this week because City are going to pull something out of the bag, and they did time and time again. Agreed. Unbelievable season for them. Yeah, yeah. The matches that that uh, that we took great satisfaction in reporting from was 
I think the early away wins uh, up at Peterhead and away to Clyde, they were the ones that you thought... Not like statement wins. Statement wins at that time, like, wasn't they? To, to go through to Clyde's 2-0, brilliant, win up at Peterhead's. I mean, Peterhead never beat them this year. No. You know, and if they'd had that record against Clyde, they would have been knows, far yeah. better. But it's, you know, just... Phew, what a start it was, you know? Yeah. Blair Henderson scored about 700 goals in the first three weeks of the season. <laughs> it was just... Unbelievable! It was just a team that basically put together in the off season mm-hmm. that just clicked yeah. immediately. Totally, and I think the one that made probably all of Scottish football really stand up. I think was the the win live on TV up at Gayfield on that Friday night. Callum, that the yeah. foreman against our both. That was probably the moment that nationally people started taking yeah taking no, I mean, interest. I think I didn't actually watch the game. I was out. I was absolutely melted. I remember phoning Lairdy <laughs> um just off my face and he's a teetotaler and he was like, please just hang up now. But <laughs> uh, yeah, that that when because our both you know what they lost six games in League One but I think at the time they were still unbeaten. Yeah they were flying. And, absolutely flying. You know what season they had, I know Dick Campbell made a few changes but to, to for a four one win, mm-hmm. and I mean you looked at the you looked at the game. I mean I remember watching the highlights, and City were swarming forward. Mm-hmm. Um, the counter attack was unbelievable, mm-hmm. you know, and like just yeah, that that game was the one where I think a lot of teams were like oh because up until then it was like oh they've got lucky they've got lucky, and then all of a sudden it was like oh wait hold on yeah you know. one of the best games I have seen in Bristol City this season actually was taking maybe the first half of a, the first half against uh, Alloa but w- was probably from maybe from 60 minutes that was probably as, or an extra time sorry I thought Embers were very impressive in that 2-2 and then apparently went over Alloa as well down at Ainsley Park yeah, yeah I mean well I think I think probably actually I would say sent, uh, um, after Alloa got sorry absolutely stuck in there <laughs> uh, after Alloa got the second goal I think that City something clicked yeah they got the deserved equal, uh, sorry they pulled one back on the stroke at half time uh, and then Scott Shepherd went absolute how it's an absolute stunning strike yes yeah and yeah just think you know Callum Antel comes up big in the penalty shootout uh, great yeah. great win yeah great, great win. win we kids crying exactly what you want to see <laughs> um, a successful season Callum are you expecting McDonald to do big moves in the in summer depends who they lose mm. depends who they lose I mean yes I mean you hear rumours being in our line of work uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you, you, you don't know you don't know but I think if they can keep the majority of that squad together and the majority of that squad fit then playoffs are a minimum for me I think that look there's three new teams in the league this year. I mm-hmm. mean, Annan seem to be losing all of their players to Clyde, yeah. uh, <laughs> which is very, very odd. But, uh, you know, you're losing the two heavyweights, two of the heavyweights of the division. So, I mean, yeah, teams like Stirling Albion, the season before, had a ridiculous run at the start, yeah. finished fourth. You know, so it's like, is there going to be a team like that? Um, you know, Cove... There'll be an adjustment period for them. Breaking yeah. two relegations in a row. Yeah, uh, Stenny as well. So there's there's a lot of factors, but I think it all comes down to the fact that I'm not going to say it's an easier league this year, but I think if City get off to the start that they did, I mean, 
well, to be fair, like, I mean, that's that's a ridiculous start. I mean, if they could have even like 75% of that start, I think that they'll be well up there again. Yeah, so playoffs, we're thinking. Playoffs, I think minimum, for, I think, playoffs I think minimum for me. It, it, does, it, does, it does depend entirely on, on, who, on who they lose. Well, I mean, I think, I think because they've got um, you know, a lot of boys had already signed for this year. Yeah. You know, Lairdy's staying, Conrad's still there, Liam Henderson's still there. You know, there, there are boys that are already there. Contrast, I mean, yeah. Alan Smith, when he comes back, because I think he was a massive loss. So yeah, big loss at the I think, um, I think that they've got the, the majority of the squad there. They've got a good spine. So, yeah, I think I think it'll be another good season for them. Um, and in all honesty if that comes back to bite me in the backside then fair enough but <laughs> if they if they do toil this year then you know you've got to look at got to look at the manager <laughs> <laughs> okay Cal on to civil service strollers the lone league, league. Um, I'll start as a you know we've had a great time following them some really good results they've had some how many games you've been to about three no three following them over the course of the season Um Pass marks, progressive, unsuccessful, successful. Where would you lie? I think. I think with civil, um, they've it's been progress this season. You know, it's been a progressive season. They've uh, had to deal with you know three keepers this year. Mm -hmm. To be fair, each came in and did a job. Uh, Lost Cammy Muirhead in January. That was massive. I thought he was brilliant, and you know they've. They pulled off some fantastic results there. Um, injuries, I mean, absolute stick the night. Uh, injuries, but I mean, injuries to big players at certain times yeah. didn't help. So, for me, it's yeah, they've they've definitely come a long way. I mean, lonely this year is going to be tough. It's going to be hard. Um, they it's finished harder yet. They finished fifth. Uh, I would like to say that. I think that they can they can do it again. They kept the majority of the squad. I know what a uh, Gary Delboy Jardin is like. <laughs> so I think that he will. He, he knows how to get the best out of his players. He knows how uh, to make a system that works. I've heard rumours of what system they will be trying next year, and you know what? I'm excited by it. <laughs> I am very excited if. I go along to the Christy Gillis next year and I see them playing this formation. I'm very, very keen to see it out. But, you know, they've lost big names in the squad, so it's a it's a tough one. Mm. Moments of the season, there's been several. I think, you know, I think the, the Scottish Cup, the sort of two Scottish Cup games against Forrest for, yeah. for, for different reasons were, were, were entertaining. Um, you know, Church is Maisie towards the end, it gets equaliser up there. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously the performance at home the following week. You yeah, had the a, first time that we, the first time that I'd gone and see them. Yeah, yeah. they had the penalty save from Rankin I, at the time and, and then I literally just remembered that before we came on here. The, at the miss of a yard out. Oh my god. So I, I had it all. I had big, it all. Big Alou, honestly. It was like, oh far <laughs> and then and then he pops up and scores oh that was just what a game that was. Yeah. But I think the two the two the two main ones, Cal, I mean, I think the, the game we were both that was East Coast Blade one. Oh, I think what what a day. Yeah, tactically a good a performance I've seen all season by, by any Just, team. I mean, you know, rolled into town and and lost uh, all season, barely conceding goals, buoyed by the new signing of Chris Humphrey and 
absolutely packed. Yeah. And I swear to God, I'm so happy. And it's interesting, but three one actually flattered uh, East Coast Blade that day. Oh, they were lucky to get out of there. I think we only three. I thought there was a penalty. Stole more penalty turned down. Yeah. I think there was two two shots that should have gone in that just literally kissed the post on the way past, right in the, and the ball actually landed at us. I got abuse for time wasting. It was Shock. Um, <laughs> uh, all, all in all, it was just that. It what was, a day! It what was a day! A, it was a day. Though, to be fair, did I not make Kyle Rankin laugh by shouting something? Which aye. I think it was when I was time wasting. Uh, you, you had my back. Put it that way when it, when I was getting abuse from the East Coast Blade fans, but uh, as uh, always, as always. Another big one, Callum, was obviously your trip through to, to Falkirk on a Friday night. And, look, I said it at the time when we did the podcast after that game. If you'd said to me at the start of this that I would be going through to the Falkirk Stadium on a Friday night to watch Civil Service Strollers uh, against East Island, I'd have told you you're off your head. But that is what podcast life is all about. And what, what a game. I honestly... I got far too involved. And <laughs> I, you know what? I don't apologise for it. I don't apologise for it in any way, shape or form. I shouted at an old boy to go. And, you know, I, yeah, I got far too involved. But, you know, when Ross Guthrie is popping up in the last minute with possibly the shannest goal I've ever seen, three deflections and trickles over the line, to spark absolute scenes, you know. But that game also had, you know, because I, I wanted to spring this on you. What's your goal of the season? Mm. Um, you know, and I don't think that I can get away after, on the podcast after it, saying that Church's header was possibly one of the greatest goals I've ever seen. <laughs> but it was unbelievable. At the time. In terms of the occasion and what yeah, and the just, match itself. Yeah, just it the fact that Mad Bill was just shouting from like the whole game just absolute nonsense to have a touch shut him up like that was enjoyable mm. ok Cal moving on to Ember Uni um, unsuccessful pass mark stroke progressive yeah. or, or, or successful Cal I think you're sort of bordering, bordering on unsuccessful and pass, pass marks because yeah I think look you look at some of the performances that uni put in and you're like, wow, that's a great result. You know, draws with BSC, draws with Spartans, draws with yeah. uh, East Kilbride, and you're like, oh, they've got a performance in them. Mm-hmm. But then you're like, defeats that they've had. Like, Jesus, Jack. But <laughs> uh, some of the wins, class. But, you know, of of all of our teams this year, Edinburgh Uni, the only team that I did not see win. Wow. You know, I saw Hibs, Hearts, Edinburgh City, Spartans and Civil Service all win. But unfortunately, Edinburgh Uni... Uh, and that's, Kim what? The jinx. No, Kim what? That's for having carrot cake when I went <laughs> down. Um, yeah, I think Edinburgh Uni, first priority, safety, tick. Yeah. yeah. Finish above the other Uni... Cross. They really could I have think... done that. Well, I mean, to be fair, I say that they could have done that, but judging by, you know, some of the s- things that I've read about Stirling Uni, I mean, they were what well, they won the lead, didn't they? <laughs> um, I think to to have made it a successful season, I think would have been probably I mean, a you, top half finish. If you play a lot of minutes, you get a move to East Fife. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Moments of the season for Uni. 
moments of the season for them now, uni. I think the uh, first big one came, Calm, that night when. I, that, I mean, my, my, my tweet. That, 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 was, that was just incredible. Uh, I left my meeting that night and I couldn't, I couldn't actually believe what was happening. I was just. <laughs> I mean, they they were in control. They would lost it, and I went, "Oh no!" And then all of a sudden, Abdel Yusuf, the absolute last kick of the ball, and yeah, just amazing. Me and that was that. That sums up Edinburgh Uni this year. Mm. The inconsistency that is there, and then yeah. you know, it's I just, mean, this is it, Cam. I mean, I, I read this out to you. You know, the this is going back to sort of August September time, Cam. The lose 4-1 away to Stirling Uni the following week they lose 1-0 at home to Gala the midweek after that they go away to Kelty and draw 2-2 the following Saturday they have East Corbide at home they draw 1-1 and then you know the following Saturday they go away through to Stirling Uni sorry Stirling Uni come through to Peffermill and they lose 5-1 a month of an Stirling, Stirling had their number this year. Um, mm. Realistically, it was, I think, I think once the uni got a good result against them, it was a wee one all draw. Mm. But um, yeah, inconsistency, and you know, like, I I saw them three times, and every single time I came away, and I was like, look, they create chances, no one takes them, mm. and that's the problem because I think, from, like two-thirds of the pitch they're absolutely rock solid yeah well solid enough and keep it quite well they just yeah. they get into that final third just breaks and, down and you know nothing just breaks down just you breaks know. down uh, other big results in there Cam. I think there was a good 2-1 win on a Friday night away to Shire yeah you know? and at that time yeah. it was actually a team that were I think they were quite close to each other in the league so that yeah. was a, a big one at that time then of course the the, 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 the other win against Vila Leaden that 6-0 yeah. win Albeit a helping hand from the manager of go- in goals for Vale, yeah. but when you rack up a six 0 win, that's a six 0 win after the sort of up and down season that they ha- they had and the sort of way it came about. Oh, a sorry, lot and of, the three two away win against LBT as well. Yeah, no, I mean they've they like we say they've had some good results, they've had some shockers, but it's you know just up and down. It's it, the student life. Uh, so I'm going to ask a question about civil as well. Cam expecting changes at civil. Transfer wise, um, well, I've heard, I've heard a few, uh, but time will tell. Time, time will tell. And Edinburgh Uni, all dependent who comes through that door. Edinburgh Uni, realistically, it's like, um, well, I don't know if anyone knows anything about basketball, but I mean, they could have a Zion Williamson esque come through the door, you know, and be absolutely class. I mean, basketball's fun. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, yeah, it all just depends on who comes to yeah, the door I mean, and, who, and who's in the under-20s. Realistically, aye, they could have, you know, a few boys that are just unbelievable. Mm. So, I mean, flip that on the other hand, they could have a few guys that are like me, so... <laughs> mm. <laughs> who knows? Uh, okay, and to finish the, the season review camp, our last team, only because of the alphabetical order when it comes to the lonely camp, um, Spartans. Spartans. Successful, Shh. pass marks, progressive, stroke unsuccessful. I would say they're bordering on uh, unsuccessful pass marks because, and realistically, it would have been firmly in the unsuccessful column had they not won the, the trophy. And that is why pass marks are 
there. I mean, from league champions to fourth in one season is, you know, pretty mm. pretty poor. Uh, so for me, yeah, unsuccessful. I mean, and the thing is, like, Kelly came into the league, but, you know, Spartans actually had a better head-to-head with them, you know, so it's... Yeah, just I, I, for me. For me, I, I just say pass marks. For me, mm. I say. Um, you sit on that fence there. No, no. I, I just think: Do you win silverware? Yeah. Therefore, it's pass marks. League season, of course, they went through a a right bad run. Um, sort of the first sort of third of the season there, September to, to Christmas time there, a bad run. So that really affected their league. Um, they finished in the top four. They secured a playoff for for the Iron Brew. Um, of course, they would have wanted to make a better defence uh, of the title. Defence of the title, of course, and I appreciate that, and I think that's why I can't deem if they maybe finished second, maybe mm-hmm. pushed the ride and got their silverware. I think you probably see that maybe as a success, but because they, it was just fourth, but they still won a trophy. For me, I think it was pass marks. They also had to deal with quite a few injuries as well. Uh, yeah, and I agree with that, and that's why I'm saying their borderline pass marks are un- unsuccessful. You know, I'm not sitting here saying that. It was a truly horrendous season, but you know, yet again, hadn't beaten East Kilbride, hadn't beaten BSC, mm. and you know that's that's a big big problem. Mm. You know, need to need to take advantage, um, uh, chances and opportunities. I mean, that game against East Kilbride where they drew 0 now should have been outside. I think I think a lot. I thought I think a lot of you. I thought a lot of your opinion here, Calum, is because you know how good they can be because you've seen them play really well this season. Yeah, I think. I, and mean, I think that's where a lot of maybe frustrations out, are coming. Outside the Hibs, I've. Uh, I think I've probably seen Spartans the most. Yeah. And yeah, th- I think that is because you look at the players that they have in the squad. You look at the ability that they've got, and for me, a lot of the time, I'm just like, go and stop playing pish. <laughs> You know, and that's that's what annoys me because the amount of times that I've seen them, they've been solid at the back, great going forward. They'll get into the box, you know, and just absolutely chuck it. Hmm. And I'm like, come on! And I mean, I saw them smash six past Cumbernauld. Should have hmm. been fifteen. <laughs> like, yeah. and well, fair enough. That's probably a bad example, but the the one they'll defeat to be a C. Yeah. You know, it's just a long ball punted up the back. Tamor does what Tamor does, and I mean, take absolutely nothing away. Fantastic finish from the guy. Um, he's one of the better players in in the Lone League. Mm. Um, well, maybe not anymore, given that Kelly are signing, you know, half the SPFL. But <laughs> it's it's definitely, you know, they battled BSC that day, mm. and came away with uh, a one 0 defeat. Mm. So, yeah, just frustrating, frustrating. But there has yeah, been that's, some. That's why. That's why. I mean, I'm. Aye, yeah. Uh, some good, right, good games in there though. First, first of all, I think I think the, the big one for first me, Spartans. first Spartans, sorry, the big one for me has to be that that two one one over Kelty in March there, Callum. Yeah, uh, massive. It was a massive. At that time, it was a huge, huge win to secure yeah. that top four. At that um, time. And it's just look, we talk talking about the the top four and Spartans not being able uh, to get victories against them and. You know, that, that's the first team that they've beaten. You know, Kelty, a lot of clout, Ferguson as manager, you know, 1-0 up, and the character shown to come from 1-0 down, you know, it's massive. Yeah. Um, I'd also point out 
the oh, whatever the cup was because there's about 17 cups at this level um, whatever cup it was that they put Kelty out of on penalties mm-hmm. you know going 1-0 down in extra time yeah uh, having to utilise the under 20s mm-hmm. who came on and all stood up well actually Murray Hand started and well he was brilliant from the off so uh, yeah I think that's that's what you've got to look at for me you know Biggest biggest win of the season, cup final. Yeah, yeah. You know, and like, I don't know if it is going to be his last appearance, but what way to sign off? Because I mean, we're talking about goal of the season. David Greenhill's opener is is up there. Yeah, yeah, and uh, another big win, another tense one, another four three. We've had several of them this season, but that one at Ainsley Park, mm-hmm. albeit they were comfortable, they made it nervy for themselves at the end. Yeah, but they've come through a seven goal thriller. It was. It was basically just around about the time that they were brutal, you know, just getting turned over by everyone. Mm. You know, Lothian Thistle, Hutchieville, Gala, you know, just couldn't couldn't get a result to save themselves. And they were in a great position. And then, what, did Shire no just start getting men sent off for fun? I think so. And I think Grinchy got sent off. Was she still at Spartans mm. at the time? Yeah, yeah. Ah, um, and, yeah, so... There was there was a few sending offs in that game and yeah they held on and I thought it was just a massive, massive win at the time. Yeah, agreed. Uh, recruitment for Spartans, well we know certainly that one player is, is has gone. Um, Jamie Dishington signing broke for, last night. Yeah, yeah for East Stirling. So, uh, recruitment required. Absolutely. Well, well yeah, um, I think throughout the season, mentioned that. Spartans need a few look if they could get a full season out of Jack Smith I think that they would do they would you know he would definitely be the one that could take a few chances Uh, I think they've got a strong nucleus to the squad look um, you hear rumours and some interesting potential signings Um, you know we'll have to see if, if anyone else leaves you know, yeah. because Dishington going, I think, would have been a bit of a shock to a lot of lot of the Spartans hierarchy. I mean, rumours that Shire were not the only team interested in him. So, you know, it's it's a it's a big move. You know, East Stirling are looking to throw money about. He's a proven lonely player, but when you look at who Kelty are signing you know. Yeah, going big as as much as as much as, you know, nothing against Jamie Dishington, but you know, League One team of the year, Thomas Riley is going to be lining up at Kelty. Yeah, I know. I, know. I mean Yeah, I think, I think there's gonna be I think Kelty are really now starting the starting a, a trend now. I think it's gonna be very difficult now for, for, for teams to compete if they don't have money. Yeah, if they I don't think, throw money about. I think uh, they've certainly started that trend. And I see it again, you know, they've gone about their business quietly. They've not come out and said anything publicly. Yeah. They've just gone... Uh, they've just backed Barry Ferguson. And, and you know what? Well, they have they have signed quality, but... Uh, yeah. I mean, realistically, I don't I don't have a problem with Kelty throwing money at players. You know, realistically, if you've got it, why wouldn't you? You know what? What's it? What good is it doing you in the bank? But just, just come out and admit that that's what you're doing. You know, look, we're we're spending this amount on these players because we want to get promoted. We're not, 
I mean, these guys aren't coming here because of the project, because of Barry Ferguson. I mean, yeah, obviously, like, to play with Barry Ferguson, that would be... But you're not dropping down two, three levels just because of Barry Ferguson. You're doing it because there's a decent wage packet in there for you. Just come out and be like, look, we're, we're doing what Salford are doing. Boom, that's it. And we'll be up the league in no time at all. You know, so just just be honest about it. Don't Don't sit about and be like... Yeah, no, when I had a chat with a gaffer, you know, I'm really excited to just get in and get involved. I've met some of the boys. It's going to be so good. You're talking pish. <laughs> You've come for X amount of money a week, a great chance of winning silverware this year, lead two next year, and then, you know, marching up the leagues and making history. So just just be honest and say that, eh? Like, <laughs> there's, like everyone else knows that that's why you're doing it. Like, don't, don't, come out with all the like fake pish yeah. <laughs> just, you know like I'd, I'd, like like I say nothing against Kelty for spending the money but be honest about it yeah. okay Cal team of the year um, yeah lots of names we've got six teams obviously and I think you know every, almost every player at some point probably deserves a mention you know there's probably lots not of... no I mean, that's, <laughs> that's an absolute nonsense comment like, I just mean oh, I, every player has deserved his turn they have they, they have everyone has contributed birthday killed pish <laughs> um, how are we going to do this just do our own team or are we going to go our well, public I mean, thing I mean it's... We've, we've we've nominated four players for every position um, I think we're still having a couple of headaches about certain positions. I'm not gonna lie, um, but they will go up to the popularity contest that is a Twitter poll, uh, because realistically, whoever has the most pals wins. And if clubs don't get involved, if teammates don't get involved, then well, you're no winning it because someone will be texting all their pals saying get voted for this I mean we saw what happened with the last player of the month Luke Murray was getting everyone that he knew Aaron Scott family members the lot that's what you need to do if you want to be in our team of the year no prizes are we running through the players or just saying that it's coming your way no no because the players the players will be up on on Twitter Um, we'll probably do the back five as it were keeper and we will be playing 4-4-2 um, you know the old Mike Bassett because you know we could muck about with four two three ones etc. But realistically, I can't be bothered. So, but we can give our own team. Well, so, aye, and I'm doing mine first. So cheers for that, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, doing it from memory, am I? Yeah. Um, but I mean, we've got four names. They will come out. Um, we have chosen our teams from these four. So. You will see, and we will. We've got a fancy thing that I found for free where we can <laughs> put these teams up, uh, so people can critique them as much as they want. Um, but realistically, it's personal opinion, so I don't care. Um, so, Cal, you've seen lots of games. Far too many. Like, um, a lot of games, Cal. Cal, what is your team of the year? Team of the year, right? What's, what's your formation? Sorry. Four four two. Sorry, four four two. Sorry. Yeah. Four four. I mean. Oh, I literally just had a speech about for. <laughs> I hate you. Um, this will be the last ever uh, episode of the End of the World Podcast. <laughs> uh, right, in goals, Ophir Marciano. Absolute no question. I think he's the best keeper in Scotland. Um, I'm not 
not going to sit on the fence at all. And he's been brilliant. Hard luck to Blair Carswell, who, let's be honest, Blair, you're probably going to win the vote on Twitter. But uh, I think uh, Marciano, Marciano is mine. Uh, right back, Michael Smith, Mr. Dependable. My centre halves, this is where it got tough. There was a, some absolutely cracking, you know, literally, if I could play four centre halves, I would, because I'm looking there and I'm like, oh. But, ah, uh, Danny McGregor and Conrad Balatoni, you know, no one is beating them in there. Uh, left back, Gary Chen, you know, solid. When he plays left back, I think he's best in the league. Um, so yeah, I think he's had a very good season, and you know, I gave him that. Right mids, absolutely only one man is getting it, and Churchy for me, uh, yeah, just fantastic. I think, I think there's been for the fact that he started the season playing at centre half, according to a few teams, uh, for him to now be playing right mids uh, <laughs> and striker. Uh, yeah, I think he was just offer everything in the middle uh, on the right hand sides. Uh, on the left, I'm going with his civil teammate. Now I know that people will sit there and go, "Oh, but he's a left back. He actually plays left wing back." So I'm just going to drop the back out of that and play him left wing. And I'm going Andy Mayer because I think the two of them on either wing, I'm just brilliant. So they're my two two wingers in the middle of the park don't understand how no one has put him in a team already but I mean it's like leaving N'Golo Kante out of the team when Leicester won the league like leaving Claude McAuley out of a team that's the best that's ever played you need a hard man in the middle of the park that's going to win everything and for me there's only one man that qualifies and that is Ian McFarlane he's in and alongside Mark Laird mm. you know because I think Laird a I don't understand how he wasn't in the League 2 team of the year just honestly because he's not on Twitter honestly if you watch him (laughs) if you watch him it's effortless what he does you know some football education that he had and for me Lairdy yeah Lairdy and Subo in the middle of the park and up top you know 8,000 goals this season Blair Henderson and well I think if he'd stayed fit for the entire season he probably would have got about 25 goals. It would be Stephen A. Smith for me. Shout out to Mark McNulty. He's unlucky there because he wasn't around the whole season. Otherwise, I would have had a tougher choice. But mm. that is my team. Marciano, Smith, Balatoni, McGregor, Chen, Churchy, Subo, Lairdy, Andy Mayer, Blair Henderson and Stephen A. Smith. Okay. Yeah, I've gone 4 3 3 Changed it a Literally, no one else can do this, eh? and you have to be that guy. Yeah, four three three. Um, it's my team. I'll it's decide. your team, it's my ball. It's, it's your ball. <laughs> oh, you go, mate. Oh, you go. Okay, what? I'm gonna agree with you. I, I've put Marciano in goals. I think he's, uh, I think he's been outstanding this season. Yeah, I can't think really of any. Um, he had like one bad game against Rangers, and even then he didn't even concede. But yeah, uh, I, I I can't think of any errors really this season. He's had. He's made some great saves. Over the course, and I think Hibbs are a far better side with him in the team. Yeah. Um, I think at right back, I've gone Craig Thompson. I think he's been solid for Edinburgh City this year. Stepped up as captain when, uh, when Walker has has been injured. And I just think all round a, a solid a solid season from him, and he's chipped in with assists as well and a couple of goals also. So, um, so that's what he's in. convinced me. Uh, Conrad as well. I put Baltoni at centre half. Solid. Won everything in the air. Um, 
obviously has that higher league experience, but I think he's come in and, and done really well at, at this level. Um, I've gone John Suter at centre-half rather than McGregor. I think, um, again, just someone that comfortable the ball, plays it from the back. Uh, was lucky to pick up an injury. I think we would just maybe affected the season slightly, but over the piece, I think he, he definitely deserves to be in there. I've gone Robbie McIntyre at left-back. I think signing... We all know why you've gone Robbie McIntyre <laughs> at left-back. <laughs> Can you see that poster up there? <laughs> it's the one under the bed that I'm worried about. <laughs> no, it's uh, listen for a, a guy signing from from Tynecastle, Nice Scotland League, to come in and and uh, to to do what he's done for for Ember City. I think he's uh, you know hats off to him, and I think he's been solid. Uh, midfield three, uh, yeah, I can't speak highly highly enough about him. E McFarlane's in for me, as you said, he'll be the deep line, one of those three. Um, keeps it simple when he gets it. But people t- speak down his ability in the ball. Not for me. I think he finds feet more often than he doesn't. You know, he he does maybe keep it simple, but everyone needs that. Keeps the ball moving, uh, and out of possession, everyone knows how good he is. You know, I think he, that's why he's he's so underrated. Uh, Mark Laird's in there as well. You know, his quality is second to none. I just say effortless. Uh, some of the passes that he can pull off with with no backlift, he just spreads the play for fun. Uh, absolutely, and, and you know what? People don't notice this either. Calm covers every blade as well. What an engine he's got! Yeah. Very long guy, isn't he? Very, Aye, very long, like slender man. Eh? <laughs> like the stuff in nightmares. Uh-huh. But great, great, great player, great yeah. guy. And I think he also had to put in that midfield three with Stephen Allen. I think when you type in his, his sorry, when you look at his goals and assists, you just cannot go unnoticed there. Uh, didn't hurry me up the way you spoke about your team and you're telling me hurry up I know but you take about three years to say one sentence come on get on with uh, my, my, my front three I've gone with Churchy on the right you said everything you had to say about Churchy and I've gone Stevie Naismith on the left I think again couldn't be ignored and it has to be the big man up top Blair Henderson almost how many goals did he finish on was it a goal Fought to match me. every podcast no, no. Not quite. No, not enough. We not outdone enough. him. We outdone him. <laughs> That's as, as if that is some achievement when he's <laughs> we're sitting in the house and he's scoring goals. I no, eh, fantastic. No, the reason I'm hurrying you up is because um I want to thank every single person that has listened, uh, supported, retweeted, liked anything. Um I want to thank every single person that has come on to the show. Uh this is gonna be like an Oscar speech, eh? Um Ian McFarlane, he started it all, he came on, brilliant, spoke to him for about half an hour, um, so nervous putting this out, but yeah, uh, Ian McFarlane, who else we had, David Greenhill, Blair Henderson, Abdel Youssef, Cal Mantel, we had him on about nine times, uh, Blair Carswell, Gary Chen, Carswell, um, Carswell can come back if he's next to Red Bull, we've had Chen, did we have Chen? Ah, we had Chen, Jesus Christ, ah, we've had Chen, <laughs> so we have, Grinchy, we've had, <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> oh wow right oh I, yeah so we did I know we so did so many episodes hi um, oh my god have yeah. we missed anyone out uh, Matt McConnell Ross Guthrie yeah, Jesus Matt the silver boy Churchy of course teammates Churchy, of course yeah. um, thank you all for coming on we've had so much fun doing it this year we're going to do it next year uh, to all the clubs that have retweeted got involved Civil you've been fantastic Spartans as well uh, Edinburgh Uni um, Edinburgh City brilliant Hibs and Hearts I'm looking at you need more from you um, <laughs> to the boys that came on last week thank you It's honestly it's been a pleasure doing this every week 
listening to what can only be said is questionable part of the majority of the time interlinked with a lot of chewing the fat references <laughs> but that on our last episode of the season I have been Cal and I've been Andrew and that was the Edinburgh Football Podcast <laughs>